Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What a precious, what a precious privilege uh, to listen from the Word of God and to minister the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take this time to pray. Father, Father, we pray today, Lord, glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, today we pray, Lord, may your name be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe today there will be a great impartation of the glory of God upon upon you. Hallelujah. 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 I sense the name Chako. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you will fill that home with the glory of God. I sense the Lord is, the Lord is telling you, follow me. And I shall make you fishers of men. Thank you, Father. Lord, today, today, Lord, we want to give this time unto you, Lord. We want to give this time unto you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you are faithful to be in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you. We praise you. Do your work in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Today, as, as we are going to listen from your word about the true purpose, the true vision, Lord, the true dream and plan of God for mankind, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will minister to our hearts, that you will speak to our hearts and you will course correct, you will, you will, you will enable us to, to focus on your dream, on your vision, much more than anything else, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today I pray, Lord Jesus, that your name will be glorified in our lives, in our houses, in our, in our, in our families, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise and glory, Lord. We give you praise and glory, Lord. Hallelujah. I sense a name uh, in my spirit, David. And David, I believe that the Lord is going to anoint you. Anoint you to play stringed instruments, and and you shall be uh, you shall be so precious and different in your generation. I sense there is a mighty call of God in your life. Hallelujah! Even when uh, even in in your uh, young age, you shall be called for the work of God in a mighty way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, dear beloved. Let's 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 let's. Uh, position ourselves in such a way that the Holy Spirit is going to speak something special, something important into our spirit. Hallelujah. And it's a great privilege for, for me to uh, minister from the precious Word of God. And one reason why I'm so joyous about sharing the Word of God is that I, 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 I am so confident that I'm sharing the best. I come from, uh, or I 
I, I, I hail from the northern part of Kerala, where uh, it is very much known for food. Yeah, Calicut, very much known for food. And the moment we, uh, we find a good restaurant or a good, uh, good dish, um, it's such a joy to offer that best dish for our dear ones. And when I think about the word, I think there is nothing better. Uh, there is nothing better I can give to somebody whom I love. Hallelujah. And that is one of the reasons I am so joyful. And also today I believe the scripture says in John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32. That if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. Which means when we know the scripture, when we know the truth that is in the scripture, it is going to uh, add to our discipleship. It is going to just help grow in our discipleship. And I believe that one of the marks of being a true discipleship, disciple of Jesus, is that we walk in the freedom in Christ Jesus. And today I believe that some people are going to be uh, delivered. Some people are going to be free about the debts that they are in. You are in some kind of a financial debt situation. And I believe that the Lord is going to, uh, to release and take away that burden that you are feeling in your spirit because of this debt. Hallelujah. I believe that this word, this truth is going to truly transform you and bring to you to a place of freedom. I believe today the Lord is going to renew a steady heart, a steady spirit in you. If you have been, been, uh, uh, been troubled in your faith walk, if you have been asking God, God, I'm, I'm, I'm just, or oh, even I cannot trust me. Uh, so this is so bad. One day I am up, the next day I am down. Uh, I am so worldly, and I cannot walk with you in a in a steady way. I believe that the Holy Spirit will renew a steady spirit in you today. Hallelujah. I expect this, and I believe this to happen. As today we are going to learn about pursuing God's vision. A lot of people have different kinds of visions. Some people are, uh, uh, some people when they come to church, the first question that they ask is, Pastor, what's the church's vision? And at one point, I used to uh, think, uh, is this so important? Anyway, there are a lot of commandments in the scripture. There are so many things to do. When there are so many things to do, is it so important to know the vision? Can't we make the things or doing the things as the vision? So these were some things that I had in mind in my yester years or yester uh, days. Uh, some people are so comfortable to live even without a vision. But the scripture says those who don't live or those who don't have a vision, people perish. Yeah? And some people have become so used to the pressures of life. For them, the vision is all about meeting or making their ends meet together. For them, it is all about survival. Some people don't get an opportunity to think about all these things because they operate or they are in kind of uh, in a rut. Yeah, they, they're just doing the same things again and again. It's like a wheel uh, stuck in a pothole, a bigger pothole. And, and the wheel is, or the, the vehicle is trying to get out of that situation. But you're just pressing on the accelerator pedal and it's just, um, it's just, uh, just the wheel is rotating, but nothing. We are not moving anywhere. And after a while, we just get a smoky smell. And we understand that all that happened is that the tire is getting damaged. 
Yeah? Some of us probably, or, or some, some people are in a situation where they're just doing the same thing again and again, hoping that one day I'll come out of this pothole. I want to tell you that if you are in that situation, what you need to do is not to just again and again press the accelerator pedal, but, but you need to ask for help. And today I believe that the Lord is with you. The Lord will help you to position you to a greater vision. I believe that the Lord will reposition a lot of people today to be used for the vision of God. Hallelujah. Today I sense that the Lord is going to speak to a lot of people to connect to local churches and to partner with the plan and the vision of God through that church or through those churches. Hallelujah. Regarding marriage, I've heard the statement. Uh, not that marriage is made in heaven and all, but uh, those statements, a lot of you probably, uh, I do believe that. I need to go home. I, I need to, uh, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, praise God. Uh, but I, I want to start to talk about a statement regarding marriage. If marriage was not instituted by any man but God, then no man has the right to redefine it. Hallelujah. When somebody has created something, when somebody has authored something, when somebody has invented something, we all know that he is the authority. And today I'm not going to talk about marriage, but I want to tell you that if, if we can talk about marriage like this, today I want to talk about creation of man in this manner. That man and woman creating man and woman creating mankind was not a plan of any man. It was the mighty plan of God. It was the amazing wisdom and pleasure of God to create man and not only create man, but to manifest or reflect His glory through this precious creation. Hallelujah. And if this is a plan of God, if this is an idea of God, then I want to bring that statement once again, that no man, no woman, nothing else has the authority to redefine the vision or the purpose or the plan of God, or of God for man in his lifetime. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that when we look into the scripture, it is so crystal clear that why did God created man? When God created man, he had a vision. He had a dream. He wanted man to be such and such way. He, he had amazing plans for man. And, and we're going to learn about what was that God's amazing vision for man. Let's look into Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Before reading that scripture, I want all of us to keep that in mind that this scripture will tell us that man was not an accident. This scripture will tell us that actually man has been created in a skillful way by an intentional God. In our languages, we would say that actually, okay, they had a, the triune God had a brainstorming meeting or, 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 or a design plan meeting about how this, this, this precious mankind should be. And when they came together, they are discussing in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion. Okay, so the, the, the remaining portion, I'm keeping it for uh, a, a bit more later time. So the first, 
the first thing that God was particular about, when God was thinking, oh, this is a new kind of species, and I want to give them an image, uh, shall I give them uh, an image of a cat or a dog? No, 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 no. They are so precious. They are going to represent us. We want to show the glory of God. We want to show our glory through them. In that case, they should have our image. So God was particular that man should carry his image and his likeness so that God can show forth his glory through us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that, now we come to the second portion. So the first element of the first portion was about the design of man or the being of man. God was so clear that man should have God's likeness and image so that they will have dominion. They will rule. So before talking about the, 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 the vision or probably the doing part, God was so particular about the being part. God was so, uh, God, God did not consider that, okay, if these guys are going to do that, they will automatically become like me. No, no, no. God was so clear that at first I want them to be like me and from that right being will flow the right doing. Hallelujah. Today I believe that in, uh, sometimes we are so focused on getting things done that we forget whether we are, we, are, uh, we are fixing ourselves according or we are correcting ourselves according to the image of God. Or do we have the likeness of God? I really like what one man of God spoke in the last uh, one of those meetings I attended. He was saying that actually, oh these are the days that we should be careful not only to believe God but also to behave like Jesus. Hallelujah. Because the world is sick and tired of uh, seeing people who say I believe in Jesus, but the world is looking out for somebody who will show the right behavior, the right fruit of being like Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you repeat after me? I want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the, the, the first part of the vision of God for man was that God wanted us to be godly in all sense. He wanted us to be to to bear the image of Christ, of G, of uh, God. He wanted us to be in the likeness of God, and then it was God's plan for us to dominate, to rule. If you study those verses further, we understand that the plan of God was not that we will be slaves to Him, but the plan of God for man was that we will co-lead with God. Along with God, we will establish godly order. Along with God, we will rule on His behalf. Along with God, we will do things according to His will. Along with God, we will ensure that everywhere in the earth, we, that, that, that things are happening according to the plan and the order of God. That was the plan of God. So the first thing that God wanted from man was to bear his image and likeness and the second thing was to dominate or rule according to his plan on his behalf. And what did God do after creating man? We can see that in the next verse. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. 
Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Once he charged them with this mission, God is saying, I bless you. I bless you to take this vision forward. Today as human beings, today as children of God, we need to know that we are blessed to take this vision forward for the glory of God. We don't need any more additional blessings. It's absolutely fine that somebody blesses us. I'm, I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying that actually don't think actually, oh, I'm waiting for somebody to lay hands over me. Don't think actually, okay, I need a, a, a heavenly vision to start. No, the vision is already mentioned for every man in the scripture. That go forth, bear the, the, the image of God. And do what the Lord has mentioned in this vision statement. And then the Lord is telling a secret. that God, Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. See, this is a strategy that I want you to do. That be fruitful and multiply. Continue multiplying the image. And the right doings will keep on multiplying. The more you multiply your being, the more the image, the more the doings will happen for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And then in the, in, in the next verse, the Bible says, Behold, I have given you everything, or, or all the, um, uh, the herbs, or the plant yielding seed, the fruit. Basically, we can see that the Lord is so loving, the Lord is so caring, that the moment He gives the vision, the moment He gives the strategy, He is also arranging the provision for the vision. Hallelujah. Today the Lord is asking us, can you go on behalf of me? Can you take this vision forward? And, and what happened afterwards, we know that man sinned. Man, I, I think man probably didn't find this, uh, this vision so cool or appealing or adventurous. I don't know what all. But, but what happened was this vision was, was not so catchy probably. Man sinned. Yeah, he went on, it's just like however, uh, how much of a healthy food we have, we still have a soft corner for junk, right? Yeah, so likewise, likewise, uh, I think this vision was the, the best vision a man can ever have to have the image of God and to co-lead with him. Have you ever thought, uh, have you ever thought who's the man who really, uh, who's the man who really, you, um, um, uh, that you adore? If you get an opportunity to do, to, to do a project with that person, how much excited you would be. And this is the greatest vision a man can ever have. To carry the image of God and to lead on his behalf. To bring order in the whole earth for God. For, for God. And, and then God is saying, see, don't worry about your perks. Don't worry about your salary. Everything that you require, it has been arranged. You have been positioned in such a way that you don't have to think about anything else, but only the vision. And the Lord has given you the strategy to go, fill and multiply and your dominion will happen. Hallelujah. But man sinned and then we know what happened. His image of man or, or his image of God, the, the likeness of God in him got distorted. The image of God and the likeness of God in him got distorted. But I want to praise God for the faithfulness that he showed, he displayed. Even when we were unfaithful. Even when we didn't know the value of what it means to be in a vision with God, God was still faithful. 
God was still loving. God was still compassionate. God decided that actually, I want them back in the vision. Or last week I heard somebody saying that I saw a status. I think last week somebody ministered while um, the, the, the worship session. Somebody was saying that I saw a WhatsApp status like this. Uh, do you know that God loves you? And the answer was yes. Do you think that God has to love you? And the answer was no. Yeah, We need God. But He loves us. That is, that is not His need, but He loves us. A lot of times I think, God, why do you want such weaker vessels back into your vision, Lord? You have such obedient angels with you. And that is love. And because of his love, he was committed to bring us back into this vision. And for that, God sent Jesus after so many years. And I'm so humbled to see that, that this God whom we serve is so humble. He just wants us. He wants us beyond anything else. Imagine what was his first vision. His vision was, we become like him. And we failed big time in that. And to get us back, he decided that he will become like us. Hallelujah. That he will become one among us. He will become like us. So that the redemption of mankind is made possible. So Jesus Christ took the, 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 the form of man and came to this earth, did his ministry beautifully. I'm going to touch base on that after a while. Did his ministry beautifully so that today we have an option. Each one of us has an opportunity to be back in this mighty vision of God. Hallelujah. I praise Jesus. I praise God for this amazing love. That because he decided to come down, because he decided to give himself at the cross, we have an option. If that didn't happen, how much ever right we were, how much ever uh, uh, eloquent we are, how much ever skilled we are, we cannot partner with God. We didn't have an opportunity. We missed it. But because Jesus came down and Jesus gave himself at the cross, we have an opportunity today. And it is my, it is my uh, request today to each one of you that if you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, do not miss this second opportunity. Do not take this opportunity in vain. Because Jesus came into this earth, we have an opportunity to, back, to be back into this vision. And let's see what happened in this New Testament church or what happened after Jesus coming down. Did the vision change or it is still the same? Let's see some of the scriptures and then we will understand how the scripture or how this, uh, this vision, whether it changed or it took a new shape, what has happened. In uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, Christ Jesus is the exact, let's, let's read the scripture. And he is the radiance of his glory and exact representation of his nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God whom we serve is the same God 
from day one, from Alpha to Omega. He is the same, yes, he was the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he will be the same in every day. Hallelujah. And because of that truth, whatever he has spoken from day one, it will hold on. It will be valid. This vision has not changed. What was the first part of the vision? The first part of the vision was God wanted us to be like Him. God wanted us to be godly. God wanted us to have His image and His likeness. And in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, we can see that God in His mercy, for us to behold, He has sent an exact representation of the Father and His name is none other than Jesus. And in Colossians 1.15, we also see a similar verse. Colossians 1.15 says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. I believe that, that God would have thought, let this precious people, let them not mess up the second time because they don't see me. Now let them see God through Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And again in the scripture we can see in John chapter 14, 9. And I think this is a very, uh, a very strong statement from Jesus. Here we can see that, that Philip is asking Jesus, can you please show the Father? And to me it looks like actually this response is very polished. But I can give you my version after this. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Very neat response. My response would be, Jesus asked, the, asked Philip, you've been in ministry for so long. These are basics, Philip. you still asking me this question? How can you ask this question when I am with you? That show me the Father. Or you haven't seen the Father. Jesus himself is testifying. That he is the exact image of God. Hallelujah. So to, to summarize. Or to conclude. I believe. Or I want to say that if you ask the New Testament church. If you ask me what is our vision today pastor. I want to ask or I want to respond in one word. And that is Christ likeness. Hallelujah. Christ-likeness, because if we can be Christ-like, we can guarantee that the right fruit will come out. Hallelujah. If we can be Christ-like in our core, in our spirit, in our heart, the right Christ-like fruit will be produced. Hallelujah. So, so today I believe that this is going to, this has truly relieved me of so many other pursuits. This has given me focus that in my life when I have been created and sent by God into this earth, my one and only primary vision in my lifetime is to be Christ-like. And that's a period. I have to be Christ-like. I have to be Christ-like. And so today, if I am intending to compare myself with anybody else, and I'm not interested to compare with any celebrity, any preacher, but the scripture says, compare yourselves with God. 
Compare yourselves whether, whether you are like Christ Jesus, whether you are godly, whether you bear the, the, the image and the likeness of God in your life, whether you are able to manifest the glory of God in your daily life. And that is my goal today. And I believe that is the goal of every human being. Hallelujah. Let's see the scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And today's life, actually a lot of advertisements are just being bombarded into our phones. Or, 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 or if, you, if you focus, if you clearly analyze, all these things are trying to somehow come in front of your eyes. Am I right? The ads are being pushed into your, into your phones based on your search results. Advertisements are being just put in, in, in a full, uh, full side column, full sheet column in newspapers. Somehow, those who want to take hold of us first wants to take capture into our vision realm. Hallelujah. And that is why in the scripture, it is so much encouraged that we need to take heed of what we see. It is absolutely fine that we see so many things, but the scripture clearly says where we should fix our eyes. We are not called to fix our eyes on any preacher. We are not called to fix our eyes on any other thing. We are not called to fix our eyes on any man. But we are called to fix our eyes upon Jesus who is the author and perfecter of faith. Hallelujah. Yeah, definitely in our daily life we may have to look here and there. But when we think about fixing our eyes, I don't want to fix my eyes on the other property. I don't want to fix my eyes on, 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 on that person. I don't want to fix my eyes on being like that person. I don't want to fix my eyes on anything else. But I want to fix my eyes on Jesus. And that is what the scripture says. Because, because we know that what we focus on, it becomes big for us. What we fix our eyes on, it becomes big for us. We know in the life of Jesus that often he withdrew himself. He enjoyed solitude to spend time with the Father. Hallelujah. He was doing ministry, but he was fixing his eyes on the Father. Hallelujah. Ministry was an outflow from him, but what he received was from the Father. Hallelujah. Christ is our model. Let's repeat that Christ is our model. Not to copy, but model. Somebody was asking me uh, uh, one, one, one other day, that, uh, Pastor, Christ was not using WhatsApp. I don't have time. I pray that you interpret scripture well. So I, I told him, if Christ didn't use WhatsApp, Christ didn't use vehicles, Christ didn't use many other things. So what are you trying to say? Christ is our model. We are not here to copy, but Christ is our model. In certain things which we can copy, which makes sense to, uh, to, to apply that to be Christ-like, here we can copy. 
but Christ is our model. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, Imitate me, Apostle Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. We are not called to imitate any person if they are not following Jesus Christ. And I want to bring that into your remembrance, especially for those who consider the men of God in high pedestal. You can reach out. No, no, no. Don't take me uh, in a wrong way saying that, okay, oh, I need to uh, uh, only follow Jesus. Now, I'm not going to say even a good word to any preacher. I'm not going to say even a, a small word of appreciation to anybody. No, no, no. I'm so grateful for each and every volunteer, every man of God, anybody who is in this vision. I praise God for not taking the grace of God in vain. I praise God for you. But I'm not fixing my eyes on you. But Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. We can walk up to people when we see Christ in them. We can walk up to them and say, hey, I see Christ in you. Hey, how are you able to imitate that Christ-likeness in you? Can you share a few tips on that? Can you, can you sh- uh, show me, can you tell me what helped you to grow into Christ-likeness into that aspect? Hallelujah. Christ is our model. A lot of times we put ourselves into a place of responsibility that is sometimes not expected of us. Whenever there is a problem, our immediate response is to quickly solve it. I want to say, it's it's absolutely fine, let's solve problems. But I want to say that before solving the problem, let's fix our heart first. Let's take a moment to, to, to hear from God. God, how can I be Christ-like into this situation? Hallelujah. And I sense in my spirit once again that some of you who are struggling with the burden of debts, especially because of someone else's foolishness, I pray grace over to you. To be Christ-like. To be Christ-like. Hallelujah. I believe when we are Christ-like, the anointing in us, the grace in us, the favor over our lives will lead us to take closure in the required things. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of precision. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He is all wisdom. He is a great manager. He is a great leader. He is all wisdom. When we make that one statement, that He is all wisdom, that it covers all perspectives. The Holy Spirit, when we are Christ, like the Holy Spirit, can lead us into the right things. And that is why I'm intending to say, before getting into anything, before taking up any responsibility, before getting into solve any problem, may your first priority is to be Christ-like. I'm going to dwell on what are those two points that I want you to remember while you are trying to be Christ-like. So we saw that it is God's plan for us to be like God. And in the New Testament, we have a visible representation of godliness. That is Jesus. So today, if you want to sign up 
to the vision of God. If you are thinking, oh God, I didn't know all these things. I have been just attending church. Somebody said I have to be born again. I just obeyed. I'm not saying that you sinned or, or you, have to, uh, you have to do everything in a wrong way or something. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to restart. But I have to, I, I'm praying and I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, encouraging you to see this big picture vision. Why I am asked to do some things. Why I am asked to do some things. Why is God asking me to do something? What is the heart behind the commandment of God? So we saw in that vision, it is God's desire and plan for us to be like God. And in New Testament, we have a visible representation of God's image, and that is Jesus. In Luke chapter 3, verse 38, we can see when God created Adam, God did not create Adam as a slave. God did not create Adam as a servant. But we can see in that scripture, Luke chapter 3 verse 38, that Adam is, uh, this is mentioned as the son of God. So in this New Testament, because of the heavy work of Jesus at the cross, God is again wanting us to start there to bring us back into the vision. God is saying in John chapter 1 verse 12, that as many, who received Jesus. God gave them the privilege to be the children of God. Hallelujah. If you want to recommit to the vision of God, if you are saying, God, yes, I'm here for a total surrender. And if you haven't been born again, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. To give your life to Jesus. Pray after me, Jesus. I am a sinner. I know that God had an amazing vision for me. God had an amazing vision for me. But the sin in me distorted that precious, priceless image of God. And today, God, I know that because of your love, you sent your only son, Jesus, to die for me. And I see your words today, that if I receive Jesus by faith, if I decide to, to, to live a life of holiness, if I'm saying bye-bye to sin, if I'm going to put my faith in Jesus, Jesus is able to keep me eternal. And Jesus is able to transform me and make me the Son of God. Lord, I choose to be born again. Lord, I sign up, not with few hours, but with my life. Lord, I sign up with everything that you have given me. My talents, the property, the money that you have given me. Lord, everything. Lord, I want to make this a full surrender. I want to make this a full submission unto you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. If you have prayed this prayer, I believe according to the scripture that you are born again and the Lord has given you the privilege to be the children of God. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. For us to come back to this vision, the Lord has changed our being. The Lord has changed our being. Hallelujah. So that I'm trying to correlate the vision in the Old Testament or the Genesis chapter 1 to the New Testament. So that now they carry the image of God. Let them dominate. Let them take dominion. Hallelujah. And then the Lord says, Multiply and fill the earth. And when we come to the New Testament, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, Go therefore and multiply. Go therefore, I have changed your image inside. I have restored you. I have renewed your spirit. I have changed your innermost being. Hey, I have brought you back to the likeness of God. Now go and multiply, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. I want you to see your calling in this perspective. Because you carry the image of God. Because now God has renewed your call. Now He is asking us to go therefore and help everybody to come back to this being. Help everybody to come back to the likeness of God. And that is my desire. And the image and the likeness that is in you, it is a glorious image of God. And I believe when when the day is coming, when Jesus is coming back, it is my prayer, it is my desire, that we would have done the ministry in such a way. And when God looks at this earth, he will see the glory of God filling the earth. Hallelujah. 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 I sense some of you are just sensing a pull in your spirit for a total surrender. For a total surrender. And I want to tell you, Beware before you surrender fully. If you are ready to let go all your claims, your surrender makes sense. If you have taken a decision to surrender fully to the Lord, Lord, all the days of my life, I want to be in this vision, Lord. I want to be in this vision, whether I serve an organization or a church 
with pay or without pay lord i am not fixing my eyes on any of these things but i'm going to fix my eyes on you if you are surrendering to the vision of god today i want to speak over you today matthew chapter 6 verse 30 to 34 as you seek first his kingdom of his kingdom and his righteousness what ever required for you shall be added to you what ever required for you shall be added to you hallelujah now i want to bring about two more things about about being christ like in our missions in our life if you have surrendered for this vision i want to bring out two peculiarities how jesus operated hallelujah and the first thing is he was a loving missionary who came to the earth he was a loving missionary who came to the earth who was in a who was deeply connected to his father who was deeply in love with his father when he knew that it is his father's desire that none should perish that none should perish he gave himself he was not here to receive he was not here with a with a with a with a worry or a or a sense of fear how will i live because he knew the father hallelujah he knew the father he knew the father he knew from alpha that the moment god spoke about vision he also is a god who cares about provision hallelujah hallelujah i pray right now for ministry leaders i pray for ministries in the name of jesus may there be an acceleration in the pursuit of god vision in your ministry in your life and as you pursue the vision of god let there be abundant provision and just as god mentioned behold i have given you I pray let there be an abundance of provision over you and your ministry. Hallelujah. I pray that your heart will not be fixed into provision, but your heart and your eyes will be fixed on Jesus. Jesus was a loving missionary who was deeply connected to the Father. His passion was to do the will of the Father. at one instance he said i am not in need of food but i already had that food which satisfies me that is to do the will of the father can you take delight in doing the will of the father i sense some of you are being ridiculed for doing the will of god i want you to take intentional time now to delight in the will of god hallelujah 
because you are cut out you are called for that you have been sent to this earth not to please people but to do the will of the father how much of a people say different explanations i pray and right now i release a joy of the spirit in you so that that joy will show and lead you to do the will of god as you think about obeying the lord let there be a bubbling in your spirit let there be a bubbling in your in the spirit let there be a bubbling in the spirit all oh, a joy of the holy spirit let there be an impartation of the joy of the holy spirit may you be somebody who who hunt to do the will of god may you wake up passionately every day morning thinking oh how can i do the will of god today I am not bothered about anything else all I want to know is that I want to do the will of God Hallelujah and I want to prophesy and I want to declare over you he who does the will of God shall remain forever because you do the will of God your generations shall be blessed may your generations arise and call you blessed let there be plenty in your family Let there be abundance in your house. The ministry of Jesus was marked by often by his solitude with the Father. Jesus withdrew himself. Jesus took time with the father because he knew that it is not only required for a start but this ministry is based on his love for this father and that is why Jesus did not complain to anybody saying that you guys put me in a mess you pharisees i'll just show you you are just going to get nicely from you jesus did not say like that he knew that he is doing this for the father today can we surrender ourselves whatever we are doing today lord we want to do it because we love you lord we don't have any complaints all his concern jesus shared with the father father if possible can you take this cup away but still not my will but your will i think jesus was so broken when he couldn't handle that one thing that that he felt that god despised me lama lama eli eli lama sabatani oh my god why did you forsake me he couldn't handle that I pray today that whatever we are doing today let it be birthed out from a deep loving relationship with the father that we will not complain about anyone yes we can share our challenges in a fellowship yes we can share our challenges with one another but we will look unto god for our comfort we will trust god together that he will console us 
But I'm not, a go, not going to do this ministry because it is convenient for me. But I will do this ministry. I will do what I'm supposed to do. I will fulfill my call because of my love for Jesus. And I want to close with this point. The second thing I adore about the ministry of Jesus. As he obeyed the Father and started going to nations, started going to places, and he started redeeming the lost. He was not reactive. He was not emotional or emotionally driven. But he was led by the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 says, And he was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness. Even when he was led to the wilderness, Jesus will follow the Holy Spirit. Jesus will move with the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And that is why when God has made us the children of God, the scripture says, Those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And today I pray over the church that let true sons arise. Let true sons arise. Even when the Holy Spirit is leading us to a so-called tough place, when we know it is the Holy Spirit, we will follow because we are here to follow the Holy Spirit. This is the only reason why I am alive today, that to take this vision forward, to take this vision forward. Hallelujah. 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 I sense in my spirit that the Holy Spirit is reminding that verse. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. For we haven't been given a spirit of slavery. But a spirit of sonship. A spirit of adoption. That cries Abba Father. And I sense that the witness of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is going to be mighty in the coming days. I sense that there is a move of the Holy Spirit in the school children. And because this is the end days, I sense even the Lord might ask you to come full time even now. Or you can set aside your studies in some different ways, but this is so precious. And you will know it. You will know it. I pray that the witness of the Holy Spirit to our spirit be so prominent. Or you, can, you cannot ignore this call. You cannot ignore this, this, this prompting in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And if you are thinking, how can I be led by the Holy Spirit? I want to tell you that this is, this is not a, a multi-select option. The scripture says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, that you have to choose one, either flesh or the Spirit. You cannot be the friend of the Holy Spirit by constantly grieving the Holy Spirit.
you cannot be used of the holy spirit by constantly uh, grieving or or uh, squenching the holy spirit decide today that i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to purge every sin in me holy spirit help me for a life with you I sense in my spirit in some of you the holy spirit is giving you a a prompting you desire me you desire me if that is you will you respond holy spirit i only desire you all that i want in my life is you Holy Spirit I don't want this to be a vain saying test me holy spirit test me holy spirit you are the potter and I am the clay just change me according to your plan hallelujah 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 I'm going to pray right now father I want to thank you lord for this time Thank you Lord for this time I sense the name Rojan I speak the power of God to come upon you Hallelujah thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Lord Jesus I pray Lord I pray Lord that you will you will release a clarity in the spirit of this vision over everybody who is watching me right now Lord Lord that we will live for you Lord we will live for you and we will make you known we will make you known thank you Jesus thank you for this precious time holy spirit we give you praise and glory in Jesus name we pray amen 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 thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wscc.in